Hello everyone, welcome back to Milo Madness. I'm your host, as always, Brian Dash, and today, I'm not going to be telling you, or right now, I'm not going to be telling you the rest of the story of Search, like I did earlier, like an hour ago, but, uh, I am going to be doing a quick video as I make my bed so I can get some sleep, because I have work tomorrow, and by tomorrow I mean, to, I mean today, because it's midnight where I'm at. Uh, 12, 30, 13 a.m. So, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna be doing a quick, uh, commentary of search. Or whatever you want to call it. Disclaimer, whatever. So, the idea of search actually came to me in a dream a few years ago. Uh, actually not a few years ago. Uh, less than a year ago. I think it was like the beginning of the summer. Like... May. So it's spring, summer, whatever. So, um, I was fired from Price Cutter by, I would say something, but that's disrespectful, even though she never respected any of us. But Gina, the manager of all the Price Cutters. So, when I was fired because I wasn't pushing cards in as fast as she would like it, and also was bummed out because my dog passing happened right before I started working on Project Carter, which didn't really get me started off that well. But then again, yeah, I did forget some bags from customers, so yeah, that was uh, sorry about that. That was that would be that was like the only reason the reason why I think I was fired is because yeah, I did forget some groceries, but even then, she. It's like, you know, we'll just pick in cars, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. I don't, I don't remember. I don't care. I remember that was a bad, I would say that was a bad job. A bad job, and I didn't like it. So, your job, Cherry Cheese, I'm doing a lot better. And, Cherry Cheese is heaven. Heaven for heaven, compared to whatever Price Cutter's job was. And, I'll, and my managers are angels, compared to what my other two managers were like. Yeah. But, uh, continuing on this little disclaimer on search, we're not here to talk about how bad price cutter was, we're here to talk about, uh, search. But I'm going to put a little thing in there for all of you that go to price cutter or work for price cutter to kind of save you, save you from paying too much. Anyway, so, continuing down the line. So, during the, during, uh, search, it's about a young gray wolf named Ash and a black wolf named Cookie. Ash wants to leave the pack of the Tundra. Cookie does not. So he comes to a place which was called the Lone, the Lone Tree. And I made a big mistake and said Fallen Tree after I said a, a single tree. But, um, so yeah, let's just get that out of the way. I'm going to do search again soon. I was like feeling it that day, you know. Maybe tomorrow I'll do a remake of Search. I'm not sure if I will or will not. But, yeah, we'll see. So, in the story, Sam and Sam, golly. Uh, Ash and Cookie come uh, rubbing grenades on him. On his foot, because he's talking himself up and the rep's like, okay, this guy needs to this guy's an idiot. He needs to be peed on to learn his place in the new world that he thinks is all his. 
blah blah blah. So as um that happens, he goes off to the forest to walk into his mind because wolves were on his own edge that were betas were cracking up laughing at him. And then insinuated that him and Cookie were mates. Um they didn't really mean it. I uh, you know, they kinda did. But uh yeah, they're trying to be mean and pick on Cookie and Ash, you know, like, ha ha ha. Yeah, see, Cookie so packed doesn't want to do it. They're more like mates. They're both guys, so that's kind of weird. So when Ash goes off, he runs into the rabbit again, saying, I'm going to turn you into a rabbit stew. And in a bush. In a bush, of course, there is stew. And, um, so, then Sam comes in. When Cookie's trying to be the most, trying to tell stew and the most, uh, not really young, but, and the best way possible for stew not to get any bad or overage for the age stew is information about what your nation is. She freaks out, thinks the exact opposite, and just goes off on poor Ash. So, um, a little sneak peek of number three. When Stu follows Cookie back, or something of that sort, or when I do the remake, there'll be a part where he says, So, where's Cookie? Or hi, or when they say, or he'll say hi, Ash, or whatever, and Ash will be like, "Uh, Stu, how do you know my name?" And Stu's gonna be like, "That question has a lot of answers that you don't want to know." And Ash will be like, "Fair enough." So there is a uh, theme song for Search that I have an idea. It's not copywritten, so I might end up using it. There's this really cool website called Uncopyrighted Stuff, and it's called Uncopyrighted Songs, but, but yeah. So, when when you go there, I'll play it. I have a lot of songs that are uncopyrighted. I actually went there for the song of Dashy, the theme song of Dashy, and the uh, sad theme that you might hear from one, no, two, when she finds out that Brian is her father. I mean... Tell sure I knew it, but, like, she finds Brian again in her world, gets her memory back. Brian finally remembers, and that's, like, the newer version of number two. The original version of number two was Brian touches a feather or whatever, or a lock of her hair, or something of that sort, and gets transported to that world. And finds Dashy. Uh, and yeah. That's how the first happens. And then they have to keep his secret from everyone else. Especially since Kitsune Kitsune apparently wants to send him back every chance. She he she gets fails and she finally just like, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. I give up. I'm gonna I don't know where Dashy's came in. I don't forget. So, I might have to do a remake. I'm not sure if I will, but... If I do make a remake or, like, an extended edition... 
I will add a lot of stuff that I cut out in the store I just made. If I actually get a better edition, like, you know, a better recording tomorrow, which if I do, I will actually delete the two episodes of Search and replace it with the extended edition. However, I will tell you guys this, there is another version of Search on my channel already, so... I was just trying to do a remake because every here and there, and when it comes to Dashi, pretty much as many times as I can, every chance I get, I would love to do these remakes. I mean, I have done The Lost Pup, I think, three times. I have done Dashi's remake of the first one, probably five or six, because I love the first story I wrote of Dashi. And then there's uh, Dashi Part 2, which I wrote quite a lot as well, and narrated different versions. Now, a question that some people have been asking, why? This is it, why? Why do you narrate the Lightning Lacey, aka Dashi, and all these different ones so often? Why? And that has a really, really easy answer. With all the stories I write and the stories I narrate, I write down my characters, write down their age, personalities, and even write down their own backstory. Why? Because I want to bring and give my characters and my lands form and life. You know... You know how um, in the Bible it talks about God, you know, bringing, you know, making life on earth. And I'm not comparing myself, but I want to bring life into my books on a much lower scale than in the biblical term. But my characters, I believe if I bring them to life to me... That I can narrate them as if they are. If they aren't already, who knows? No one knows. So I can narrate them into a way where they are alive. And within me doing that, they also come alive to the readers and listeners of the stories. That way, because I believe, you know, if, if I can believe they're alive, then maybe so will the audience. Because honestly, there is one thing that every writer, every podcaster wants to wants to hear. What I, is when a person who reads or a listener says this to them, I only have one question: What happens next? The three words that really brings us joy is. What happens next? It has to come from the heart, though. If you're just like, I'll make them happy, so I'll just say this. What happens next? That means nothing to us. That's just like saying, hate your stories, get lost. You might as well just say that. But if you actually mean, mean it, what happens next? That's like the best thing you could ever hear. So to answer one last question that a fan has sent me is this. Why do you narrate so much about wolves and fiction 
Because with fiction, you can use your mind. And also, wolves are my all-time favorite creature of all time. In fact, uh, my room right now is nothing but Native American and wolf right now. But that's why. That's why. So, thank you for watching this episode, everyone. Now, the thing I was about to tell you to save you some money. If you want to shop for groceries, candy, or stuff of that sort, don't shop at Price Cutter. Don't. Just don't shop there. Don't work there either, but don't shop there. Price Cutter stuff is way overpriced. I used to work there. I used to face. I know what I'm talking about. Stuff at Price Cutter is way overpriced. But we're also here too. A lot of the people there are extremely nice. Just don't. All the managers there was pretty nice, except for Gina. So, if you see someone called Gina, just avoid her. Everyone else is okay. So that's all we're gonna be doing. So I'll see you all later. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you all next time, next video. Link to the shadows because this was a strange one, and of course. If you want for more videos with me, I'm working on for the fiction addiction. Thank you and good night.